Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles is a nonprofit organization devoted to greater appreciation of Indian, Indian cinema culture by showcasing films, supporting emerging filmmakers, and promoting the diverse perspectives of the Indian diaspora. Starting on Wednesday, April 11th and running through April 15th, the Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles starts its 16th annual festival. Uh, we are joined today by the program director, Mike Doherty. Mike, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about uh, this year's film festival, sort of the, the broad outlines of it. We'll get into the specifics in just a second. Right. As you said, um, we are April 11th through 15th. We're at the Regal LA Live downtown Los Angeles, and we are showing up to 30 films that that um, stretch across features and short films, uh, documentaries as well. Um, we have uh, over 25 filmmakers attending the festival, most of them coming in from India, some from around the U.S. as well. Um, we we represent all many, many languages from across India. I think we're representing about 13 this year. Um, various uh, styles of filmmaking, very different, diverse filmmakers, young, old, masters, newcomers, men, women. Um, it's, a, it's a fantastic lineup. Um, and with, if you're familiar with Indian cinema, you'll see some familiar faces on screen. You'll see some new faces that you'll want to see more from. Uh, and we also have, you know, other events, um, uh, masterclass and, and parties and galas and uh, just a lot of fun over the five days of the festival. Yeah, and one of the things I think a lot of um, U.S. filmgoers may not be aware of, but there is a deep cultural connection in Indian culture to cinema. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, it goes back at least as far as American filmmaking is concerned, and as a percentage of the population, even higher uh, turnout for for um, going to films than than they do here in the U.S. is Is that accurate? Have I got that right? Generally, it sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, it's a it's a long filmmaking tradition in India, and it's um, you know kind of sustained itself just like Hollywood sustains itself and the two have often just kind of run parallel to each other and haven't had a lot of intermingling. So something that the Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles has tried to do is kind of bridge those two worlds together. Um, so we bring the best of independent Indian cinema over here. We bring the filmmakers here. We try to introduce them to the the industry in Hollywood. We set up meetings with industry executives. Um, we have those people come to our festival and see those films and kind of try and it's a cultural exchange, is I believe what they call it in the in the nonprofit festival world. Yeah, and and yeah. I, and by the way, I I over the course of the the history of uh, my radio show, Film School, um, I have seen more and more um, films coming from India uh, mm-hmm. that are are finding their way into an and finding an audience here in America, which is just terrific. There have been some just wonderful films. I recently had a documentary on called A Suitable Girl, wonderful documentary yeah. about Indian um, culture in terms of uh, marriage and family and all kinds of different things. 
And I, I don't know if this has been something, well, through your work, certainly you would be aware of seeing more and more of that acceptance in a more mainstream way for Indian uh, filmmakers. Is that? Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, to put it bluntly, I think the Internet has helped a lot. Um, you know, just there's so much more availability and access to films now than there used to be. I mean, you don't just have to go to a theater and find the the Indian cinema um, Netflix has started acquiring a lot of Indian films. Um, Amazon had, they had an entire channel called Amazon Hero that now has just been folded into Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So every Indian film on the Amazon service is available to Prime members. Um, and just online film discourse, um, article sharing, and Twitter has just made it so much more accessible and, and people have been aware of it. And I mean, in recent years, you know, there have been huge stories of Indian films that have, you know, topped the box office in the U.S. There was Bahubali 2, there was Padmavat. Um, and then, you know, there's the more independent success stories like The Lunchbox that got picked up by Sony Pictures Classics a few years ago. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, just the, the plugged-in culture of, of today has made it much more easy. And, I mean, there's fantastic films available like at the, at the push of a button now. Yeah. And um, but... We get them first. So. Yeah, and there you go. The theatrical, the theatrical experience, you know, I think is is something to treasure and something we, we, the the festival runners love, the festival goers love, and the filmmakers love to you know share their films in that setting because that's why everybody fell in love with films in the first place is that theatrical experience. Right, and I'm just going to throw in that this is probably from uh, five or six years ago. I had a filmmaker on, uh, and I helped me out, Prashant. Uh, Margava, uh, who did a film called Patang, or it's called The Kite. And I just thought it was mm-hmm. just such a terrific film. There's just so many, again, there's just so much diversity uh, in Indian filmmaking. And let, let's get to the festival itself. Uh, we, yeah. we, if people want to know more about uh, how to get tickets, what, what's available, what, what the films are, they can go to indianfilmfestival.org to find out more yes. about uh, the festival and all of the different films and filmmakers and different events and all such. So uh, what is the opening night film that we'll be seeing at the uh, at the festival? Uh, the opening night film is a film called In the Shadows, which uh, is directed by a first-time feature filmmaker named Depesh Jain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his first feature, but he's, he's very confident and and his style and technique and his storytelling are amazing um he also has kind of a a local los angeles presence he he divides his time between india and los angeles so it's uh, he's kind of a local if you will um the film stars an actor named manoj bajpai who will also be uh, at the opening night gala with us um and he's a very big actor in india um and he kind of divides his career between the bigger bollywood big budget stuff and these independent films he actually was in a film uh 2 years ago that we had a difficult called aligar which was kind of the first major film to address um lgbt issues in india um and it was a it was kind of a huge story over there and he his performance is kind of iconic in that sense but in this one um it's just a, a really well-crafted story about a man who lives in Old Delhi, which is a city kind of of walls and alleyways, and he's very reclusive, but he watches his neighbors through this series of closed-circuit cameras that he's hidden around the city. Mm. Um, and one night he hears a, a fight going on through the walls, and he can't see where it is on his cameras, but he hears like a father hitting his son, and 
through his own history, he, he feels a kinship with this boy, and he goes about trying to find and stop this abuse. And we also meet the young boy and understand where his life is going through, and then we eventually learn how they, these two characters will connect. Oh, sounds sounds yeah. like a very dramatic and dynamic film. and a lot. Yeah, it's intense, and it's beautifully shot, and I mean, just seeing Old Billy on screen is, is kind of an amazing experience, and it's going to look fantastic on the big screen at the Regal. Uh, yeah, and let, let's talk just for a second about that, the the, the, the venue for, for the festival, you, Regal. LA Live. Yeah, the Regal LA Live. It's our, our second year there. We like to, since we're a five-day festival and we keep our, our program lean, we like it to all be kind of centered in one theater space. We have a couple theaters at the Regal because we want people to be able to see as many of these films as possible. So we've scheduled it so you can see almost every, if you want to do almost every film in the lineup. Um, you know, the reality is we have to schedule some against each other, but but yeah, it's downtown, it's on Olympic, it's in the LA Live section where, you know, the sports stadiums are um, easy to get to with, with public transpo and there's parking aplenty down there. Um, so yeah, it's a great venue and we're, we're been very happy and our, um, our opening night and our closing night gala parties will also be taking place there um, yeah, in I... that space, which I should talk about a little, uh, uh, the uh ticket purchasing of it. I mean, our, you can buy tickets to any regular screening you want, uh, a really good value. You can buy a Fest Pass, which gets you into every regular screening, or you can buy an all-access pass, which is a great deal. It gets you into the screening and party for both opening and closing night and any regular screening across the festival, including um, the events like the Masterclass and happy hours up in the lounge and such like that. What now? What's the? Oh, that, that's a great deal. And check it out again. Yeah. You can find out about the, all of this stuff at IndianFilmFestival.org. Uh, the masterclass. What are we talking about with that? Well, the masterclass. We wanted to. Um, we love to highlight, you know, talent, um, South Asian talent in Los Angeles that have kind of made their mark, um, both as an Indian artist and in the Hollywood sphere. And this year, um, we have Kunal Nair, one of the stars of The Big Bang Theory, um, coming to host a masterclass, talk about his his career, his start, his beginnings, his ascension into one of the biggest TV shows in America, and kind of advise the next generation of artists on how to get their foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be on Thursday night of the festival. Um, and it's probably going to be a hot ticket. Okay, great. And yeah. let, let's talk about closing nights. Most film festivals are sort of the, those are kind of the, "Quote unquote highlights of the film festival, although I'm sure there are many, but in, in on in uh, in this uh, film festival. But what's the closing night film as well? Well, the closing night film I'm really excited about. It's a film called Village Rock Stars, which is probably the most lauded uh, Indian film from the festival circuit in the past year. Um, it's directed by a woman named Rima Das from Assam, which is a small region um, in the northeast of India, um, and she it's it's kind of the true independent spirit of filmmaking. She, over the course of four years, developed and filmed the story in a village in Assam, uh, was her own editor, her own cinematographer, her own production designer. And it's this beautiful story of a young girl who happens upon like a, a boy band performing nearby the village one time, and, and she decides she wants to be a musician, and her dream is to get a guitar. Um, and, of course, living in a poor village in Assam, that's not the easiest prospect. So it's kind of her journey to becoming a musician and her dream and the difficulties that happen when 
she pursues that and just the difficulties, um, you know, inherent in where she lives and, and her, you know, her economic status. It's a, it's, I mean, if you can see the trailer on YouTube and it's just the most heartwarming, uplifting movie, um, it's family friendly, you know, it's a young girl a lead and, you know, you can bring the kids and the adults will love it too. Um, and the fact that it's closing that is just a, a, a great, you know, atmosphere because that's right before the screening. We'll have our award ceremony where we present our jury prizes and our audience awards to the films throughout the festival. And then we screen the film and then we have, you know, the big closing blowout party, which is fun with our DJs and our dancing and our food from Spice Affair, our, our culinary sponsor. And yeah, that's probably the, the most fun night of the festival. Yeah. And I, and I see looking at the trailer, uh, it is, it, it's a beautiful film to look at i mean yeah. i can tell already yeah i mean it's just yeah, yeah. it's like you can't go wrong um filming in assam because just pointing the camera <laughs> somewhere you're going to see something amazing our actually our jury prize winner from last year called the golden wing was also filmed in that region and it's just it's heart-stoppingly beautiful yes and to look at the uh, the credits for uh village rock stars is to know that this has been a this was a family affair in in the uh, ultimate sense of the 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 word in uh in that she was director producer screenwriter cinematographer editor and the cast is c- consists of i assume people from her family right or f- I believe so. And I mean, that's something we're going to talk about. She'll be there for the Q&A after the film. And that's something we're going to discuss with her, how she managed to pull all this together on such limited resources. Well, again, it says a lot about, you're right, as you said earlier, it's a lot about independent filmmaking. This is the embodiment, it seems to be the embodiment of what we're talking about is, is uh, you may not have all the money in the world or the resources in the world, but that uh, sense of creativity and commitment to what you're trying to accomplish can take you a long ways. Exactly, and stories that you know touch people, no matter what you know budget level you're working at. If you have something that feels true to people and and touches them, it's going to be a success. That's it. At the end of the day, it really is about the story, and it's about a connection to that story. It really just comes down to that. It looks great. Well, that really does. Yeah. Village rock star, rock stars. Pardon me. Uh, check that out. So this looks like a. First of all, it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, not the the festival. It sounds like you have a lot going on. You have an emerge. You have a lot of emerging artists. You have established artists. It's what you want when you're going to go to a film festival like this. You want you want that mix. And it's here in Los Angeles, so people listening to the sound of my voice have every opportunity to check this out. It's the Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles. It runs April 11th through April 15th. It's a Regal Live, L.A. Live downtown. You're right, and it's. I mean, that's a party. That whole area is just one gigantic neon yeah. sign. You can't miss it, and there's a lot yeah. going on down there. So uh, exactly, and it's great. You know, if in between screenings you want to grab a bite, there's plenty of places to go. <laughs> yeah, we're speaking with uh, Michael Doherty. He's the program director for the Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles. Um, and there's a lot more. We can get into those other films if you choose. If there's one or two that you think are, are something that you want to really make sure people are aware of, we can do that. Um, but I want to. Yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to. There's three, actually. I'm going to. Well, actually, there might be four. <laughs> but okay. I talk a lot about this. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's a testament to how, how broad a, and diverse a range of films we have in the festival. One of my personal favorites um, is a feature film called Aji, A-J-J-I, which means granny. Um, and it's, it's 
a revenge thriller where the kind of the Avenger is a 70-year-old grandmother who is trying to get justice for her 10-year-old granddaughter who was attacked by a, a local politician's son who is not going to answer to the law at all. There's no justice happening. Um, the police are, are covering it up for him. And she kind of uses her position as kind of an overlooked woman in the society. Uh, she's uh, not a wealthy woman. She's a poor woman. She's 70. People kind of look past her. Mm-hmm. So she decides she can use that to her advantage. She can devise a plot for revenge, and she won't be noticed. And it's kind of it's thrilling, and it's intense, and it's a fantastic lead performance by this actress, uh, Sushama Despandi, and she's going to be at the festival with us after the film, and once you see the film, like you're going to give a standing ovation to her when she walks in the room. <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, I mean, I, I think of it as, if you, you're familiar with the Korean film uh, Mother by Juno Bong, yes. it's akin to that sort of, sort of a film. Okay. Um, and then... Um, we have three fantastic documentaries. Um, one that we all particularly love is called Ask This Expert. Um, and it's the story of a man. He's 93 years old. He lives in Mumbai, and he runs a super popular sex advice column in the Mumbai newspaper, which like everybody knows about, but nobody in Mumbai wants to admit that they read it because uh, you know, sex is not something that's easily spoken about in Indian society, and he's just kind of this amazing 93-year-old man who has the most progressive ideas about sex and, and is very encouraging to explore what what you desire. Um, and he also kind of opens his home up to anybody who has questions for him as kind of a, a counselor to, to couples and to individuals who are confused or 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 need to understand more than they do because, you know, the sex education in India is kind of not where it should be. Um, so it's absolutely incredible. It's funny because I just saw on Twitter that uh, the director was retweeting. He took over um, the the Twitter handle for directs condoms uh, recently and was just kind of giving advice. That, I mean, it's like when you see him, he's like this mild-mannered, grandfatherly-looking person, but, like, he'll read the letters that he gets and they're – sometimes completely wild, but he just, with a straight face, is like, um, I have the perfect answer for this. <laughs> it's just a completely delightful movie. Um, yeah. And then I always like to give attention to our short films, which are, you know, we have about 13 shorts this year, and they're all, you know, emerging filmmakers who are really crafting some incredible work. Um, and we have films that have played in Sundance. We have uh, three world premieres, one from a... a filmmaker who won our grand jury prize for features a few years ago um and they're actually selling quite well because the 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 feature the the short films are more and more popular each year and we we've, we've got a diverse range of languages and styles and genres um for short films that have lgbt themes which i'm super proud of um it's the the queer filmmaking coming out of india is kind of eye popping it's it's pretty amazing um to see one of my favorite stories, and forgive me for going long, but uh, one of the films that we have is called Pashi, um, filmed in kind of a remote village area of India. And when we we invited the film, the director got back to us and said, yes, I can send you a DCP of the film, but I'm going to need a few weeks because my village is snowed in and there's no road out to the lab <laughs> to get the DCP set up. <laughs> um, so you're going to, and then, you know, you watch the film and it's kind of like this radical um queer film like in the vein of Kenneth Anger at some point and you're just like oh my gosh this kid from a small village is is probably one of the best queer filmmakers I've seen in a long while 
well, so those are great. Yeah, yeah. It, what you had is that the last one you had. You said fours. You've odd shape. And then and yeah, and then I, we like to say that um, in the tradition of of the history of Indian cinema, um, there was the actress uh, Sri Devi who um, passed away unexpectedly in February. Um, we wanted to be sure to give a memorial tribute to her, and we were able to obtain a 2K DCP of her 1989 film Chandni, um, which is one of her biggest hits. Um, and we're going to be screening that the Sunday afternoon of the festival at noon. Um, selling pretty well. She was uh, an icon, really, and had a huge fan base, and it was very unexpected and unfortunate, uh, her passing. But, um, uh, you know, the great thing is that her, her legacy will live on, and that's kind of what we're we're trying to to do with the screening well two two comments about what you're talking about i i couldn't agree more with you about uh the short programs they in it feels like uh first of all for it's it's a great calling card for uh, young or new filmmakers really kind of uh finding their way and and your and the level of uh professional look and feel and acting is is uh just really remarkable in so many of these films and uh so that's it's not too surprising to hear that they're becoming more and more popular i find them at especially around the academy awards some of the most interesting films being presented are is the short program so i, I mm-hmm. so i'm not too uh too surprised but i'm glad to hear that they are popular getting more popular all the time and what you said about the the film about the gay and lesbian the the as you said the queer cinema that is coming out it does feel like these are important films because in so many parts of the world most of the world i think uh people get killed for or Mm -hmm. or injured you know or whatever all kinds of horrible things happen to people uh to the gay populations or people around the world so to see filmmakers taking these kinds of things on head on it sounds like uh hmm. is very encouraging because that's the way people's attitudes and behaviors change is through 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 art and and it's good exactly to, yeah so and it's bold work too i mean you know it's still technically right now on the books in india homosexuality is is illegal um the acts anyway but um filmmakers are still making those films even though i mean the outlet for those films are not usually in india because you know you have to get through the censor board and you're likely not so it's the festival environment where these films get seen i mean the festival environment in india is kind of a, a oasis from the censor board and it can be seen there but they get a lot more attention on the international circuit so that's why we're we're also super happy to have this content with us well, it sounds like a, a really good time. It sounds like this is a uh, a great way to see a lot of excellent films from, again, a part of the world that we don't generally see in the mainstream of American cinema, uh, to step outside that uh, our lane a little bit and check these things out. Uh, one last question before I let you go, and that is, and I think you've answered it over the course of our interview, to be honest, but mm-hmm. the way that we're seeing Indian film evolve and change and adapt and all the kinds of things it's it sounds like you're very optimistic about uh, the future of indian films and filmmakers oh absolutely i mean i i've over the i've this is my fifth um year with ifla and just the filmmakers i've met every year it's it's there's so many of them that are just making their first and second film and these first and second films are brilliant and they have so many more ideas that they're that they're trying to get made. So I, I 
I just know that so many wonderfully talented artists have more work coming and, and they're young and they have whole careers ahead of them and they have people over there to guide them that are really that really have their backs. So I, I think it's definitely an exciting time to start getting it on the ground floor and watching these films and seeing the, the auteurs of tomorrow. Yeah. And I and something about the world of filmmaking that we currently live in here in 2018 and that is that there are now generations of filmmakers who have grown up uh, essentially refining the language of film the re refining the language of cinematography and editing and and acting so that we're it feels like this is an art form that continues to evolve in so many different ways and in so many ways reflects the best of of what we have to offer as as humans in terms of that and as these filmmakers emerge right they're they they've already sort of inculcated that that language and now it's up to them to improve upon it and it 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 feels like filmmaking is 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 just a very dynamic art form, and and uh, so you're growing up now. You've got a phone. You can make a movie. You've got you've right. got access to it. So so the opportunities are greater. The understanding of what telling a story, a good story, is, and how to tell a good story, and and, and then being creative with that endeavor. It, it just feels like we're getting better and better, and more challenging in many ways in the way we present a story, or present our ideas. So. I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're talking about. It's a true, true across the world, but it's great to see wherever it is and however, whatever form it takes. It's always, it's always very encouraging and wonderful. So, thank you. Well said. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> again, it is the Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles. It runs April 11th through the 15th. You can see it at the Regal LA Live. Uh, complex and it is a and if you're interested in finding out more t about where you can get tickets and all of the other stuff you can go to indianfilmfestival.org and and what michael and i have been talking about you can see all of that on the website how to get to the how to get there how to buy tickets how to enjoy what promises to be a really a wonderful opportunity to enjoy great filmmaking michael doherty uh, program director for the Indian Film Festival Los Angeles. Thank you so much for being here on Film School. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.